Amen. Matthew 19 and verse number 16 says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he saith unto him, Which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus saith unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and saith unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning on this thought, level up, level up. Can we say that together? Level up. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. God, I pray that you would use me today to minister, to preach, and to inspire your people. God, I pray that everything I say here would be done in a spirit of edification. Lord, to the building up, not the tearing down. God, to the establishing. God, not to breaking. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch us today and help us to learn from your precious word in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. On June 6, 1984, a Russian engineer released, amen, a game that would come to be the second most largest widely distributed video game in all of history. To date, it has sold 170 million copies. That game is Tetris. How many people here have ever played Tetris? Amen. Tetris, if you don't know what it is, it is a simple tile matching puzzle game. The pieces will fall from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen. They all come in different shapes. Your job is to make them all connect like the pieces of a puzzle. And when you make them connect, horizontal lines begin to disappear and all the pieces fall to the bottom. As you begin to progress, amen, the pieces begin to fall faster and faster and faster. And you have to try to figure out, amen, how to make all these little pieces fit and disappear. I like Tetris, amen. It is said that it has all kinds of benefits. Cognitive scientists have now said that it is perhaps one of the healthiest video games a person ever could play. They are even experimenting and using it uh, with people who have PTSD and uh, all kinds of other uh, ailments uh, in the cognitive sense. And um, I like Tetris. I, like so many people, uh, like 70 million people in America, have downloaded it into my phone. Amen. And I play it regularly. Amen. They actually say that if you play Tetris for 30 minutes a day, amen, for three months straight, that you will be smarter. Praise God. And uh, I'm not quite there yet. Hallelujah. But I have, along with 70 million other people, downloaded the game Tetris and played it. Something very interesting happened, though, when Tetris uh, started being able to be downloaded into people's phones. And that is that the phone or the app on the phone gives you the option to 
determine what level you want to play at. In most cases, uh, when Tetris first came out, like so many other video games that were at the arcade or on the computer, you just started at level one and you just gradually made your way to the end. And as you made your way to the end, each level got more difficult and more complex. But like so many other video games that have made their way onto our smartphones, you will probably get an option at the very beginning as to what level you want to play at. And uh, today, I just want to preach to you that there comes a time in living for God, amen, where you are going to have to make a determination what level you want to play at. Amen. There comes a time in kingdom living. There comes a time in this thing we call Christianity. There comes a time in this thing we call apostolic Pentecost, where everyone is going to have to determine what level they want to play at. Amen. It is a decision that you are going to have to make. Nobody can make it for you. Your parents cannot determine what level you are going to play at. Amen. Your pastor cannot determine what level you are going to play at. It is between you and the Lord Jesus as to what level you are going to play at. Somebody give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. Amen. And you have to preach like this because I, I regret to inform some of you that it is very possible for somebody to set your level for you. Amen. Uh, I remember when I first came to God, I was very on fire, and I loved witnessing to people and giving Bible studies. But I made a very big mistake, and one of the mistakes I made was that I was constantly pushing people to play at a harder level than they wanted to play at. Amen. Hallelujah. And then there are also those that make the mistake, amen, of encouraging people to play at a lower level than they should play at. Hallelujah. Well, I got news for you. Hallelujah. Whether somebody set the bar high or low for you, today is a day for you to make a decision as to what level you want to play at. Come on, this is not something the pastor can do for you. And uh, I hope to God we don't ever get a spirit around this church, amen, where people go around telling other people what level they have to play at because that, that will be short-lived. Uh, you, can, you can convince people to do all kinds of things in church, but it won't last long if God didn't put it in their heart. And it won't last long if they don't have it in their heart. And it won't last. Amen. And as far as this pulpit is concerned, I want you to know, I refuse to let you play at a low level. I refuse to dumb you down. I refuse to give you anything less than all of the gospel. I refuse to give you anything less than all of the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You may want to live. You may want to live and play at a low level, amen, but it's not going to be because of me, amen. I'm going to let you make that choice, amen, but as far as I'm concerned, we're going to preach this whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, amen, and there's going to be days, I know a lot of people don't believe this, there's going to be days, amen, where it's hard for me to preach what I have to preach, praise God, because people can get easily offended, and there's going to be days when it's going to be hard for you to hear what the Bible has to say, because people get easily offended, but at some point, all of us got to determine what level am I going to play at, am I going to keep playing at level one, am I going to keep just being, amen, a new convert, amen, my whole life, amen, or am I going to level up, amen, and do the very best I can for the God who did the very best that he could for me. Somebody give God a hand praise. And uh, while some people may not consider this a legitimate question, it is a very valid question. Why should I level up? In every church, including this church, there are three kinds of people. There is the core the congregation, and the crowd. And everybody lives in one of those three circles. You are either part of the core, you are part of the congregation, or you are part of the crowd. Amen. And it's a very legitimate question. Amen. Why would I want to level up? Why would I want to go from crowd to congregation? Why would I want to go, amen, from congregation to core? Why? Let me give you three reasons why. Number one, we are living in the last days. You know, you don't want to be in the crowd when we're living in the last days. Hallelujah. Amen. The congregation's a good place to be. Amen. The core is a great place to be. Hallelujah. But you don't want to be in the crowd. Amen. When Jesus comes back. 
Because when you're in the crowd, I just got, I just got, I got news for you. I just don't know where you're going to end up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are living in the last days. We have been in the last days since Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Ghost fell, Peter spoke these words and said that this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, hallelujah, in the last days, since Acts chapter, you know, because you'll have people that say, Pastor, I've been in church 20, 30, 40 years, and they've been preaching it's the last days. I got news for you. They've been preaching it's the last days before that. They've been preaching it's the last days since 2,000 years ago. It's the last days. Amen. And God may tarry long, and it may seem like God is not coming soon, but he's coming. You better believe it. Hallelujah. If you got the Holy Ghost like they did in Acts chapter 2, then you better believe that the rest of the Bible is true too. Every prophetic word. Amen. There are wars and rumors of wars. Amen. There are famines. There are hungers. There are pestilence. Amen. We are living in the last days. Governments are going to topple. Amen. I got news for you. God's not a Democrat, a Republican. Amen. He's not a socialist. He's not a capitalist. He's going to undo the whole thing. Amen. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away. Amen. But his word will endure forever. This is not about governments. This is not about kingdoms. Amen. This is about living for God in these last days. Amen. And going beyond borders, going beyond languages, going beyond skin colors, going beyond every human demographic out there. Amen. We're not just here. Amen. To have a one kind of church. Uh, we're here to have an everybody church because uh, he's in, he is a global God. He is the lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I just saw, well, my phone. I just, I, I have an iPhone, and, but I just saw this morning on the news uh, in China, they are now distributing cell phones. Uh, and this is not some bizarre website. Uh, this was just main, mainstream news, and they are now distributing cell phones where you will have to have face recognition before you can even answer your phone, before you can even buy a phone. You will have to register for face recognition. My cell phone will pretty much have you believe that you have to do the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because they are tracking people. Amen. Why? Everyone's worried about the, the, uh, the, the mark of the beast. You have the mark of the beast in your pocket. Praise God. Everybody's worried about the government watching them. The government is watching you. Hallelujah. Amen. That is, that is what they are going to do. And the, and the, and the, and the, and the vice grip is only going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. And government and men are going to try to control people. Amen. More and more and more. Amen. And there will be, this, this is something that has been prophesied from long ago. Amen. Before, amen, there ever was a, a, a microchip or a cell phone or technology. The prophets of old told us that in the last days, amen, that governments, amen, would begin to try to control people to no end. Amen. And not even let them buy, sell, or trade. We are living in the last days, people. Amen. There are wars going on, people. Hallelujah. I do not doubt that in our lifetime we might very well see the third world war. I do not doubt that in our lifetime we will see more terrorist attacks here in this good nation of ours. Hallelujah. I don't I don't doubt for one minute that in our lifetime amen we we might even see epidemics and pandemics uh, break out in this country. Hallelujah. And I've, I and, and somebody said, Pastor, you're scaring me. I hope I am because it's time to level up. Uh, it's time to quit playing games. It's time for us to take living for God more serious than ever. Somebody shout amen. If you're not leveling up, you're going to be confused. Amen. If you're not leveling up on your Bible reading, on your prayer, amen, on your devotion to God, you're going to be confused, amen, because if there's one thing that's going to mark the last days is a spirit of confusion, the spirit of delusion. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what else is going to flourish in the last days is false religions. They'll come knocking on your door. They'll have television shows. They'll have radio programs and podcasts. Amen. They'll have millions of dollars, uh, and they'll peddle their poisonous doctrines. Uh, oh, look, I'm preaching today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take the gloves off. Amen. Because God told me to preach to you that it's time to level up. Uh, the only way you're going to get a laser beam focus uh, on what you're doing, where you're going, and the purpose of God in your life and for your family and for your future is when you zero in and you say, nothing will matter more than God to me. Nothing will matter more than my spiritual life. Nothing will matter more than, come on somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The rich young ruler we just read about at the beginning of our text, 
Amen. He was okay. He was okay with the level that his parents had chosen for him. He told Jesus, I've been a good church kid since I was little. But Jesus, Jesus rightly concluded, that was your parents. That was your parents that taught you that stuff. But now, let's level up. How about you stop? How about you get rid of everything and follow me? How about you level up and you, and you, 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 you disregard, amen, your possessions? How about we get rid of just chasing shoes and purses and clothes and cars? How about, how about we level up and we put the spirit first? How about, how, about, how about we level up and we put church first? How about we level up and we put the word first? Hallelujah. Not just the commandments, the whole enchilada. Praise God. I'm getting hungry this morning. Praise the Lord. Not, not just ten commandments, but the whole thing. Let's get past, I never murdered anybody. Let's get past, I don't lie. Let's get past, I pay my taxes. Let's get past, I don't cheat or steal. Let's go, let's go beyond, I don't commit adultery. You shouldn't do those things anyways. Amen, hallelujah, but we should level up, hallelujah. We, come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. We should level up because it's the last days. We should level up because we don't know when is our last day. If there's if you want a good reason to level up, it's because your your life and my life is like the grass that's here one day, burns up and withers away the next. Oh yeah. And uh I don't know, maybe you're fortunate, maybe you're on God's text message list, I don't know. And he, and he sent you a text earlier this morning saying, my child, don't worry, you got 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Last I checked, God just doesn't do that. And so as far as we know, this is our last service. And if this was my last service, I'd want to walk out of it knowing I leveled up. Yes. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that our life is but a vapor. You know, uh, everybody told me when I had children, hey, cherish those moments. Cherish those moments. And before I knew it, they were out of diapers and walking. And then people kept telling me, cherish those moments. And before I knew it, now their the teeth are falling out and they're, and they're running around and they're, they're closing and locking doors on their own. And Praise God. And, and before I know it, they're going to be asking for the keys to the car. And uh, there's kids here, I remember when they were in the hospital, born, and I remember when they're driving now. Praise God, I still remember when Nicole was born. Praise God. She's driving now. And I remember taking Chris to junior youth camp, and he's driving now. Praise God. And, uh, these are Brother Trujillo's kids. Praise God. And he's probably thinking this. They grow up fast. But guess what? You and I, we grow older fast. Praise God. And uh, we, might think, we might think, wow, amen, I got good genes. I might live to be 80. Buddy, that's still a short time. I might live to be 100. Sister, that's still a short time. Amen, hallelujah. And while you're here on earth for such a short time, you ought to give yourself wholly over, amen, to the things that matter, amen. You ought to give yourself wholly over to leveling up. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. I don't want to die half backslid. I don't want to die with secret sin in my life. I don't want to die knowing that all I kept telling God every day was one day, one day. One day, when I hear a sermon that gets me, when I get the perfect pastor, when I'm in the perfect church, when I have the perfect parents, when I have the perfect situation, then I'll level up. When I get married, then I'll level up. Hallelujah. Amen. Today is the day to level up. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need to wait on your spouse to level up. 
you can level up with or without them. And I don't usually amen, call for division between spouses. But at some point, if your husband don't want to level up, you got to level up. And if your wife don't level up, you got to level up. Amen. And, 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 and we love our children. But there comes a point where they got to make their own decisions. Amen. And if they don't want to level up, you still got to level up, parents. Hallelujah. And kids, if you live in a house where your parents aren't leveling up, level up anyways. Hallelujah. Amen. Because every single one of us don't know when is our last day. And every single one of us will be judged on our own. Praise God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to level up. Amen. We got to level up. We got to level up because we don't know. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Reason number three to level up. Where there is no challenge, there's no real change. You know, they used to tell me back in the day, you know, regarding sports, if you're the best guy out there playing, you're playing with the wrong people. If you're the best guy on the basketball court, you're playing with the wrong folks. Now, some people actually like that. Some people like swimming in those waters. They like being the big guy on the court. But those are people that are not challenging themselves and they're not changing. Now, sometimes you get lucky, you end up on a court, and you are the big guy on the court, and you're just winning, and that's your day to shine. But other than that, you ought to be looking to challenge yourself. When you take a test at school, don't just try to score better than your classmates. Do your best. Why be an A when you could be a triple A? Praise God. So hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Uh, where there is no challenge, there is no change. If you're not being challenged, and listen, it is not the church's job to challenge you. It is not the pastor's job to challenge you. It is not your parents' job to challenge you. It is not society's job to challenge you. Amen. Hallelujah. It is your task and responsibility. You know, the more challenges you take on, let me just be very honest with you. The more challenges you take on, the more meaning your life takes on. I, I'm so sick and tired of people thinking that purpose and meaning is something that some people have and other people don't have. Everybody has a purpose and everybody's life has meaning. The problem is that some people are not challenging themselves. And when you don't challenge yourself, you don't change. And when you don't change, you don't find your purpose. And when you're not willing to change, you don't find meaning. And everything becomes dull, drag, and dead. And man, you got to challenge yourself. And when you challenge yourself, you'll change. So you got to level up. Oh, come on, let's praise Jesus right now. So it would be a sad day here this morning and a lost sermon if I just yelled at you, level up, level up, level up, but didn't tell you how to level up. So here's some actionable advice. There are three ways that we level up. By getting here, by giving here, and by going there. By getting here, by giving here, and by going there. Hallelujah. You got to get to church, people. We got to get to church. We have to get here. We have to get here. You know, at school, your attendance matters. I'm not talking, you know, and, and please, let me be very clear with everybody. Uh, I am not here to preach against anybody who showed up late today. Because I think the devil would love to take my sermon and be like, man, I showed up late today and pastor just beat me up. Uh, this was already in my notes, so pastor's not beating you up. Praise God. Pastor might be hooking you up a little bit, but I'm not beating you up. Hallelujah. But, but get to church. And I know, that I, I know that there are circumstances and situations where we can't be here at everything. I know that. I, I, I don't, listen, I'm not going to level you up if you don't want to level up. And, and let me just tell you something. I know how to level people up. Uh, you can manipulate people into doing things, even against their will. And you might, you might notice in a lot of churches, and, and I'm not here to pick on anybody, uh, in a lot of churches, you know, before service, they'll give somebody the mic and have them up here praying. We don't do that around here. And I'll tell you why we don't do that around here. Because if you have to be forced to pray, it's not prayer. And you ought to just know, when I walk through the door, it's not time. I'll give you time to hug everybody. 
That's between, that's between the offering and the preaching. Praise God. I give you five minutes to dish out all the hugs and chit-chats and high-fives and fist bumps that you want. Praise God. But when you walk through the door, amen, get on your knees and pray. Talk to Jesus. Not for me. Not for me. But we have visitors that are going to come through the door. Some of you have sick family members. Listen, folks, if we get a hold of God and God gets to moving, there's going to be healings. There's going to be people like Brother Robert who get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. out. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, and, and you know, I, I don't know, I hope you don't think this, but when I walk around the back and I pray out loud, it's not to get you to pray. I'm not trying to get your flesh under control. I'm trying to get myself under control. I'm trying to make sure that I give you the best, amen, that God has for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, but you got to get here to the house of God. Amen. You got to get here. Amen. We're going to call men's prayer. I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to tell people you need to pray. Nobody here tries to live on three meals a week. And spiritually, you can't live. You, spiritually, you will shrivel up. If all you do is come to church on Sunday, you'll shrivel up. You will shrivel up. And I know that everybody can't be here all the time. But I pray and I hope to God you are reading your Bible every day. I pray and I hope to God that whether you're in the church or at home, amen, you are praying every single day. Praise God. I pray. And come on, somebody. Amen. We have church in our house. Hallelujah. That's not the church. Praise God. We have a little church right there. Praise God. But that's not the church. Hallelujah. But, but get to the house of God. Praise God. If there's a prayer meeting, come to the prayer meeting. Praise God. You know, I remember, I remember, I, I know what it's like. You know, somebody calls you and says, hey, we got a job for you. But guess what? It's all the way in Timbuktu, and you're like, I'll be there. The church moves five blocks, and people are like, man, it's too far. You're not insulting me. Hallelujah. You're not hurting my feelings. You're getting on my nerves, but you're not hurting my feelings. Praise God. Hallelujah, because, amen, this is a challenge to level up. This is a challenge to be all that you can be. This is a challenge. This is not a challenge issuing from me. This is a challenge coming from God to you. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm tired. Come on, let's praise Jesus right now. I was not going to say this. I didn't come to meddle. I didn't come to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I, I have prayed diligently since 5 a.m. this morning. God helped me to be positive, to edify, to encourage. But some of, some of us are struggling because we did come out of contrived environments, forced environments. And that's where the struggle is coming from because we know what it is to be at the church all the time. We know what it is to be scared into praying, intimidated into giving, muscled into singing. And, uh, and, and, and we know what it is to tell the pastor, hey, I'm going to be out for, for, for a short vacation. You get a long look. And uh, the problem with that is that when you transition out of that, you're going to unravel. You're going to start getting sloppy. And uh, guess what? I'm going to love you through the sloppiness. And I'm going to pray for you through the sloppiness. Amen. Hallelujah. But I won't excuse the sloppiness. Hallelujah. You can go on all the vacations you want. You can tell me every single week I'm going to be gone. And I'm going to look at you and smile. Because you know what? At the end of the day, God doesn't want you here. Amen. Because you are being forced to be here. And I got news for you. Amen. If you feel like your arm's being twisted, you never will learn how to really live for God. Amen. But just do me a favor. Don't tell me how on fire you used to be. Don't tell me how you used to be five-day revival and we were there all the time. And here you're nothing more, amen, than a once-a-month kind of guy. Amen, that's just not going to work around here. Hallelujah. You got to... Don't tell me how much you used to give. Don't tell me how many days you used to spend at the church. Don't tell me how many churches you helped build. Don't tell me how many situations you helped put together. Amen. You got to do that here like you did at anybody else. Amen. You can't put the training wheels back on your bike. Yeah. 
If you were on time to your old church, be on time here too. If you were a tither at your old church, tithe here too. If you were a giver at your old church, give here too. Praise God. If you were a Sunday school teacher at your old church, be one here too. If you used to sing at your old church, come holler at me. We could, we could, we could use you to help us sing. Praise God. If you used to, if you used to give of your time and your talent and your treasure, I promise you I won't hurt you. I haven't hurt you yet. Amen. You've already known me for two or three years. I'll still let you go on vacations. I'll still let you, amen, hallelujah, call in sick. I'm not your boss, and this is not your second job. This is the kingdom of God. This is Jesus, and it's time to level up. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. Vamos a alabar a Dios. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and pray right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, I praise you. God, I love you. God, I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Señor Jesús. Hallelujah, praise God. Your past accomplishments can be one of the biggest obstacles to your future accomplishments. You know, I've never said this to anybody here. This might be the first time you hear this, but I, I don't I don't jive with it too much. But I, I'm not crazy about when people come, you know, at the church I used to go to. And, you know, I always think to myself, well, then why aren't you still there? Everybody want to talk about what they used to be. Everybody want to talk about the old days. What about now? And what about then? Because there's a now and there's a then. There's a now and there's a then. You know, um, raise your hand if you've been here since almost the beginning or from the beginning. Amen. Raise your hand if you remember when we had 10 people. Amen. Hallelujah. 20 people. Praise God. Hallelujah. There was a time when there wasn't a lot of people here. And, uh, and, and we, still, we still have a big job to do. We have a big job to do. Amen. Uh, I think Brother Cameron walked in when we only had a small hand group of people. But you know, you know what happened to Brother Cameron? He was at home watching, watching church on the TV. And God spoke to him, told him it's time to level up. <laughs> told him, get off, get off the couch and go to church. <laughs> and, uh, and he's never stopped coming since. God bless him. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, but, but let me say this. Uh, a lot of people have the, very, the wrong perception about smaller churches. Most people feel like, you know, I'm going to go there and I'm going to bless them. Let me go there and help them. Now, there are some people that applies to. But there's some other folks. uh, This is your last stop. This is the special classroom. You know, when you're not doing good in school, you get sent to smaller classes. This is that for some people. This is the smaller class where, where you get a little bit more attention and you can't go around telling people the pastor don't talk to me and, and uh, nobody loves me. And this is that smaller class where, 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 where and you know, it don't matter the size of the church. The Bible says that judgment begins at the house of God. This is the house of God. This might be, amen, a small courthouse, but it's a courthouse. So you got to be careful how you tread around here. You are blessing us with your presence. Yes, you are. You are a blessing to this church. Yes, you are. But don't get it wrong. You have a job to do in this church. You have, this is your church. This is not my church. This is our church. This is God's church. Praise God. And we are co-laborers. We are co-laborers with Jesus. Come on. 
I know, I know some people think, man, pastor's preaching hard. You've heard harder preaching than this. Hallelujah. Some of you have heard way harder preaching than this. Hallelujah. But you know what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs? Don't be like the horse that needs the bit and the bridle to make it move. At some point, God says, hey, I'm talking to you. I'm not beating you. I'm not hitting you. I'm not going to pull on you. I'm just going to send, amen, your pastor to talk to you. And if you don't consider me your pastor, find a place where you can get a pastor because you need a pastor. You need a pastor. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with not being your pastor. I want to be your pastor. I work hard. I promise you. I study. I speak languages. Amen. I, I do my very best to walk worthy of you calling me your pastor. I try. My wife tries. We try. We want to be a good example. Amen. I, we, my wife gets up early, brushes my kids' hair. Puts them in nice clothes for one reason, that you might call us your pastors, that we might represent you well, praise God, hallelujah, and that we might represent God well, because you don't want no busted pastor representing you, praise God, hallelujah, praise God. But I'm telling you, if you don't consider me your pastor, and I, I got sister-in-laws in here, amen, praise God, and they might struggle because I'm their brother-in-law, but they do their, my in-laws are here, and they call me pastor, praise God, and it may not be easy for them, and this is the first time I've ever even acknowledged this, and that's, and that's, that's, I understand that, amen, praise God, I got family here, it's, there's nobody harder to call pastor than your relatives. But I try to walk worthy of even my relatives calling me their pastor. And they know me better than anybody. Praise God. And I'm not perfect. And, and there's, there's, yeah, I'm not perfect. Amen. Praise God. But I try to walk worthy of the title. Amen. And I, I do. God knows. And if I make a mistake, I repent. Amen. And if I fail, you all repent. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if you don't consider me your pastor, find a pastor, please. Because you can't be saved without a pastor. You just, amen, praise God. Amen, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, give God a hand, praise. Hallelujah. Everybody needs a leader. Everybody needs a leader. Fathers need leaders. Mothers need leaders. Saints need leaders. We need leaders on the job. We need leaders at school. We need leaders in our country. We need leaders. If you are a leaderless person, amen, you're in trouble. Remember, there's always somebody that knows more. There's always somebody that doesn't have any strings attached. There's always somebody that God's trying to squeeze into your life to help you, to direct you. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say praise God. Give here. You level up by giving here. And giving has all kinds of connotations. And... Uh, why are you telling me to give here, Pastor? Is there, are you broke? No. No, I'm not. The Bible says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so if your treasure, now what is my treasure? Is it just money? The truth is no. The truth is no. But it is that too. But your treasure are your finances, your time, and your talents. When you give here, you become you become part of this. And 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 there's new when you level up and you say, you know what, I'm gonna give right here. Right here, I'm gonna start giving. I'm I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna ask Sister Nicole every single day. I'm gonna start giving. And uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Brother Jesse that he doesn't know, but I'm a master organist and I'm gonna get back in. And uh, I'm going to ask Brother Chris to scoot over because I can play the drums too. And, and I'm going to ask Pastor Susan to let me teach or preach or whatever. But give here. And when you give here, I'm going to tell you the windows that open up to you. When you see people get the Holy Ghost. When you see people get saved. When miracles happen in your life and in the life of the person sitting next to you. There's a special joy added to you. Because you know... I gave to that. 
I wasn't here. But man, I got all the pictures of Brother Robert getting the Holy Ghost. And the people on the drum gave to that. And the pianist and the organist gave. And those of you up here laying your hands on Brother Robert and your arms around him, we were all giving to that. And, and those of you praying that all of our people receive the Holy Ghost. And all of you who live godly lives and that are committed to service after service, that is signaled to all of us that God is alive and that God is working. And it was so touching. I know Brother Robert was happy. I saw the pictures of Brother Robert being happy. But I don't think Brother Robert saw the pictures of everybody else being happy. And then in our Spanish service, Sister Martha got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. I baptized that woman in her kitchen. Not in the sink, but I had a portable baptism. Praise the Lord. And I got excited when I saw that. You know why? Because I give Martha and Brother Robert Bible studies now for probably close to seven months. And not a Bible study goes by. How old are you, Brother Robert, if you don't mind me asking? 74. 74. And Brother Robert will tell you, we'll sit inside of his living room. And at 74 years old, I'll tell him, Brother Robert, it's time to level up. In so many words, I'll tell him, yeah. And Sister Martha, she's probably about close to her 70s. And I tell her all the time, it's time to level up. There's, no, there's not a time when we... 60's not the new, like, cutoff age. And I'll tell you this, 40 definitely isn't, and neither is 15. At every age, there's a level up. I'm, I'm not going to classify, label, or categorize. Or, I'm not going to tell you what the level up is. You know what it is. I actually don't. You do. You know. You know where the preaching's talking to you. You know where God talks to you in prayer. There are people here, I will never tell you. I will never tell you. There are people here that every time you come up here and pray, God tells me, I have a calling for that person. I have a per. And you know why I don't tell you? Because I want you to chase it. Because God forbid I tell you to jump off the cliff and your parachute don't, don't open. Praise God. You're going to get mad at me. Somebody say, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm done. Get here, give here, go there. What do you mean, go there? Go win a soul. Go win a soul. Go win a soul. The people here, we're going to work with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, we will. We will. I if you've ever got a Bible study for me, raise your hand. Praise God. You ever got one? Come on, let's study. Let's study. I will go. I will I will go. Uh, but you need to go too. You need to go too. Uh, I don't I'm not telling you, listen. I think if you teach one Bible study a week, that's really good. I really do. I I'm gonna go one step further. If you do two, that's too much. That's a lot. That's a lot for a full-time student. That's a lot for somebody with a career. That's a lot for somebody with a little baby. That's a lot. That is. That is a lot for somebody with a big baby. That's, that's a lot for somebody with a growing baby. And uh, that's a lot. And, uh, but wouldn't you be so happy? Wouldn't you feel so blessed if by the end of next year, there was a person sitting next to you that you won. You even paid for their chair. That's your soul. That's your chair. Hallelujah. You'd feel good. You'd feel like you, you, you've given to something. When you go out and you win somebody for Christ, I'm telling you, When you see somebody's life improve, a lot of you guys don't know Brother Robert, but, but Brother Robert spent his, a large portion of his life addicted to all kinds of drugs. Amen. And, and, and my mother-in-law, my wife knocked on his door. I went. We talked. We went. We went. He was the only person we won out of Alameda Point, but we went. 
We knocked on every door in Alameda Point, and only Brother Robert had enough sense to answer the call of Jesus. I don't. We're praying for Alameda Point. Hallelujah. God help them. I got people at Alameda Point that lie to me, say they're going to be here every week. <laughs> but I can't even sit here and tell you, man. And Brother Robert, he's 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 a good, mellow, shy guy, but he could probably tell all the things God has done for him. Yeah, but somebody has to come. Somebody's just going to show up because my wife's hair's long. He wasn't going to show up because Brother Jesse saved you. He wasn't going to show up. Just you, it, somebody had. We had to go. You, you are way more likely to win somebody to God that you know than even a stranger. And we believe in going because we'll find Brother Robert when we go. But all, everybody here has a relative, a friend, a family member that you know needs God. There are young people here you know. You have, you have, you have, you have students uh, that you go to school with. There are students that you go to school with that are depressed, suicidal. They have confided in you. You know young ladies that are drinking every night, living immoral lives, and they're depressed. You got to go. You got to go get them. But I don't know how to teach. A lot of us don't hear either. But we go. Imperfections and all. Failures and all. But we go. Why? Because we hear the call to level up. We hear the call to level up. And I close with this statement. In the book of Acts... Paul and Silas get thrown in prison for being, for leveling up. That's exactly what happened. You level up. You get ready for that smoke. It's coming. <laughs> they leveled up, and they ended up in jail. And you know what they started doing in jail? We all know. We preach it, right? We preach it. They started singing. The Bible says that there was an earthquake, and the jailer, we, we preach that. Let me tell you something. If you don't learn, if you don't, if you don't level up when it's your choice, when you get into situations where you have limited choices, and there'll come a day where you don't get to choose when you're leaving the hospital. That's not up to you. That's that's between you and the doctor and your failing health. Mm -hmm. But if you learn how to level up, when you can, when you're healthy, when you're strong, when you have to give, when you find yourself shackled hand and foot, and all of us as Christians, our good Lord, Jesus, was shackled hand and foot. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, the servant is not greater than his master. Mm -hmm. And our good and precious Lord Jesus suffered. Yes. And we will, all of us here, we may not carry a literal cross, but all of us here will have a cross in the church. So when that day comes, if you didn't level up before that day, you're going to find it really hard to level up all night. You're going to find it really hard to sing when the doors are closed. You're going to find it really hard to sing when your hands are locked. You're going to find it really hard to sing when your feet are tethered. You're going to find it really hard to sing when the lights are off. But if you learn how to level up now, whatever happens on that day won't be able to stop you from singing your heart out, from raising your hand, for coming out victorious on the other side of your trial. There are people here only because it's their private life and they wouldn't appreciate it. But can I tell you, there are people all across this congregation that I've seen them lift their hands under the most brutal circumstances. 
I've seen people in this congregation lift their hands, cry, shout, dance. When they can't get the clouds out of their head, when the voice is out of their ears, when the sickness out of their body. Yeah. But you know where that came from? It came from a day just like this, where they said, from this day forward, I'm going to level up. I'm going to play at the highest level I can. I'm not going to let pastor set that for me. I'm not going to let my parents set that for me. I'm not going to let what I have or don't have determine that. I'm going to do that. I was on fire once. I can be on fire again. I don't know what pastor means by on fire, but I'm going to pray for that. <laughs> and I'm going to level up. Let's all stand. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's lift our hands. Yes, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands. Oh, let's pray right now. Let's level up prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to come to the front and pray, you're welcome to. Hallelujah. There's plenty of open seats up here. Hallelujah. There's plenty of space at the altar. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. I will give you my all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross. I'll be willing to say yes. I will give you all. I will give you my all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me to remember Calvary's cross, so I'll be willing to say yes. I will give you all. I will give you my all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross, so I'll be willing to say yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, I say yes, Lord. My soul says yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Right now, say yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, I say yes, Lord. Completely yes. My soul says yes. 
Yes, Lord, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, I say, yes, Lord, completely, yes, my soul says, yes,
You know, about two weeks ago, I had a man come over to my house. And uh, he told me, Pastor, he said, uh, I'm really good at Sunday school. He said, you know all that sound stuff you guys do? He said, I can do all that. I said, really? I said, where'd you learn how to do that? He said, you know, in my country, I was, I had hundreds of kids. Uh, my church was very large. I didn't even know he had a Christian past. He said, but I'm going to tell you what happened to me, Pastor. He said, I had the job having to, I was a very loyal and faithful member of our church, he said, and I had the unfortunate job of having to investigate cases of immorality of people who have failed God. He said, I just didn't survive that, watching people who said they were Christians just not live right. He said, but I'm going to tell you what really bothered me. It wasn't the immorality. He said, what bothered me was that when a lot of people got caught, instead of repent and make things right, he said nine times out of ten, they just left. They refused to just start over. And he said, I actually am more convinced now than ever that restoration is possible, that you can, you can actually fall and get back up if you'll be humble yeah. why are you saying that pastor I am saying that because when you, we know that we have failed somewhere walking away is not a good option that rich young ruler looked at Jesus and said I just can't do that and so rather than do that I'm going to walk away Guess what? You break the heart of God when you walk away. Well, Pastor, you don't know, man. I'm just, man, I got I got the guilt caked on. Don't walk away. But you don't know what I did. Don't walk away. Come on. Yeah. But 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 I've tried and I've tried. Don't walk away. Don't walk away. Come on. But I've already. I've already done this and I've done that and I'm backed up here and I'm backed up there and I'm sowing the red. That's good. Preaching was a little hard this morning. Just receive it. Just receive it. Metabolize it. And grab a hold of Jesus. And just follow him. Lift our hands and pray one more time before we're dismissed. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, there's something special here. Hallelujah. Failures and all, I'm going to level up. Guilt and all, I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up. Got a bad reputation at another church, but I'm going to level up. Hallelujah. Been some places, but I'm going to level up. Hallelujah. Done some things, but I'm going to level up. Been bitter and angry, but I'm going to level up. I will not walk away from my God. I will not walk away from Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I feel that right now. it's appropriate, grab the hand of the person next to you and just tell them I'm going to level up. Come on. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Hallelujah. I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up in our marriage. Come on. 
Sometimes I got to look at my kids and hold their hand and tell them dad's going to level up. I've had to look at my wife and say, your husband's going to level up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes I've even had to look at my friends and say, I'm going to level up. I'm going to be a better person. Hallelujah. 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 I feel, oh, I feel a great presence of God here right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise if you love him. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. Amen. We will see you here Wednesday night. Nos vemos el jueves en Estudio Bíblico. Hallelujah. Go out there and level up in Jesus' name. Amen.